please read with me Lamentations 3 verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now these two beautiful verses are found in the middle of a very sad portion of the Bible. Lamentations is a book of poetry, but the writer is lamenting and mourning over the death and destruction of the city of Jerusalem. The writer describes the situation as very desperate. The streets are quiet. And I don't think it's quite like what we have experienced now during lockdown when the streets are quiet. But it was actually um, very violent. People had been taken or left hurt and the city destroyed. But in the midst of this dire situation, the writer chooses to, to remember his God. And he has hope because he remembers who God is. I'm Tanya, and when we were in South Africa, almost two years before we moved to Canada, our youngest son, Travis, who was two years old at the time, um, had been quite ill. So for many months, he had suffered with eczema and sore tummy, vomiting, um, coughing, and, and all kinds of problems, and he just wasn't very active. We tried to deal with this, but we didn't realize that we were actually just dealing with the symptoms. One day, through a series of events, he actually um, ended up in hospital and he was very dehydrated. The doctor couldn't even give him an IV because his veins had started to collapse. And they actually had to remove me from the room and the doctor manually injected fluid into his veins so that they could give him an IV. I remember crying in the hallway as I heard him screaming. Travis and I remained in the hospital for three nights and during that time we actually learned that he had six food allergies and three airborne allergies. While completely off food and just on the IV, his skin actually completely cleared up and he started to get his strength back. And from that day on we began a journey of discovery of foods which excluded wheat, egg, soy, dairy, fish, and peanuts. <laughs> we had to always be equipped with antihistamines and um, asthma pumps and um, the EpiPen and we always had to be sure that we had special food prepared for him. But in these moments in hospital I had some time to think. Firstly, the guilt that comes with being a mom and what I should have done, how I neglected my kid, thoughts about what could have happened if I didn't take him to the doctor that night, and the shame of what kind of mother I was not to pursue um, the cause of his struggles earlier. The guilt of feeding him all the stuff that was actually poison to his body for a whole year. Maybe you can relate to some of these feelings. The compassion for my son overwhelmed me and I also could remind myself in that time of God's faithfulness and kindness. I was so grateful that he was safe now and that we had a solution going forward. But the other thing I realized in hospital was that I had not really had much compassion for friends of mine whose kids had allergies or kids in hospital. God showed me my lack of empathy and I took the time actually to apologize to a friend of mine whose child had been suffering with allergies. I couldn't understand 
until I had seen my own child in this desperate state. I think many people are already empathetic, but God used this situation actually to teach me empathy because I really lacked it in this area of my life. And so God used this to change me. Now let's go back to Lamentations and have a look at four different things. Firstly, His love. God's love is unchanging. And the verse says that um, it's steadfast love. It's immovable. Nothing can change His love. So hear this today. He loves you. In that hospital with my son, I experienced incredible love for him, but my love is so flawed. God's love is perfect. He's a perfect father. The Bible says he showed his love while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. It also says greater love has no one in this than he lays down his life for his friends. Jesus laid his life down for us. Now because of this great love, he shows us mercy. So the second point is his mercy. We deserve punishment for our sin because God is just. When we accept what Jesus has done, the Bible says he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I have had to acknowledge my failings and my pride and allow God to change my heart, which he so graciously does. But this verse has taught me to receive his mercy because he suffered already. I don't have to make myself suffer for the things I've done wrong. I have the potential to get paralyzed by my guilt and my shame and my anxiety about my failings. But Jesus doesn't want that for me and he doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want you to be crippled by those things because Jesus has already suffered for it. In that moment, you can receive mercy and forgiveness immediately and be free. Not because of anything we can do, but because of what he has already done. The Bible says in Luke 6 verse 35, He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked, and and that is us. We can all repent and receive forgiveness and be free. The third part is the morning. His mercies are new every morning. Now, I think that this is just such a beautiful picture. Because firstly, the promise of the morning is so special. Doesn't it just feel like everything's going to be better in the morning? I'm not necessarily a morning person, but the morning speaks of starting again. And that is so freeing for me. And that is why this is one of my favorite verses that keeps me going. Because for me, I see that he gives me a fresh start. He gives me a clean slate. Through Jesus, the Bible says, I am washed white as snow. Now, I never quite understood this comparison until I came to Canada and saw these big fields of thick white snow. And this is how Jesus sees us, completely clean because of Jesus. Every time I see it, I think of his mercy. Every time I see the snow, I think of his mercy. But the morning also speaks of the fact that his mercies will always be there because the morning is reliable. It will always come. Lastly, his faithfulness. 
Now, the Israelites had stories of his faithfulness, and that is why the writer of Lamentations could say, I recall these things, and therefore I can have hope. He thinks about the things of who God is, and he has hope. Now, do you have stories of God's faithfulness? Remind yourself of them. Faithfulness is remaining loyal and steadfast, sticking by someone. Now, sometimes God uses people to show his faithfulness. One of the ways God showed his faithfulness to me during this time um, when Travis had his allergies was that he sent a friend to come alongside me. I met Lou just before I found out about Trav's allergies. She and her husband and three kids had come from the UK for six months to help with music at one of the churches that was connected with the church that we were part of. Her husband, in fact, had dietary restrictions, so she was much more familiar with this kind of lifestyle that was actually so new to me. I felt really weak in that season. But I felt so blessed to have a friend who I saw weekly, who encouraged me with God's word and coffee and chocolate. And we could cry together, laugh together and pray together. She even baked some Travis-friendly treats sometimes. I knew God's faithfulness to me in that season and was deeply encouraged by this friendship. Now that same sweet boy is now 10, Travis is 10, and he's outgrown most of his allergies except for one. Um, the other day he came and sat on my lap and he had had a really rough day and I just said, he almost started falling asleep and I just said, it's okay my boy, sometimes we just need to reset and he said, yeah, I need a reboot and I think we're all familiar with this, like if our computer is freaking out or the apps on our phone are not working quite properly, we can just restart, we are quite familiar with this these days and for me, God's mercy is like that reset button. It's a reminder of a fresh start that we have in Jesus. Through my experience with Travis, God has showed me more of his compassion. Compassion means to suffer alongside. And that is what God did for us when Jesus took our pain and brokenness, suffering in our place. Because of his love and compassion for us, he was judged in our place so that we can be the ones to receive the mercy that he deserved. I trust that you would receive his mercy today. If you have received God's mercy now, you can show mercy and forgive others and not hold anything against them. We can give others a clean slate. This changes all of our relationships, our relationships with our kids, with our parents, with our spouses, with our work colleagues and our neighbors. We have sometimes said in our family that when things just get all out of hand and if we've all said things that we regret, sometimes we just say, let's just press the reset button. And we can experience freedom and forgiveness and let go. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to make each other suffer because Jesus already did. And just a practical tip here, sometimes a hug is actually also a very good reset button, but obviously just with those in your social bubble right now. Well, I'm going to end with this encouragement. Earlier I mentioned a verse in Luke 6 verse 35, and it says that he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. And then the very next verse says, Now, 
be merciful just as your Father is merciful.